Welcome back to another edition of Hashtag Alvarado Excellence. And with me as always, Alvarado ISD Superintendent, Dr. Kenneth Estes. And we'll uh, we'll start with your weekend. How was your weekend? Did you have a good one? It was a little warm, but... <laughs> as I say, I bet mine was just like everybody else's. It was hot. It was <laughs> right. No, it was, it was a great weekend. I, I think starting school on a Thursday is fantastic. It mm-hmm. gets our feet wet. And then you get those two days and regroup and get ready to go again. Yeah, most definitely. All right, so we're going to start with the start of school, actually. Uh, first day of school was Thursday, but really it started before that. We had uh, last Monday, we had meet the teacher night. Before that, teachers were training. And so it's just been a, a couple weeks of just, here's the start of school, go make it happen. And uh, it turned out fantastic. You know, even had a couple little hiccups at uh, intermediate school that were none of their fault or anything, outside yeah. sources, uh, making some things hard on them, but they – Came through, did a fantastic job, and uh, going through the first day and uh, putting—I don't know if putting out fires is the right word—but uh, making the first day happen and making it a, a great experience for the third through fifth graders over there. But overall, across the whole district, a great first couple of days. It was out, outstanding, and you know we know that there's going to be little issues, and especially starting school, you know, after the the summer. But also, uh, we're dealing with the incredible heat. Yeah. Right now. I mean, it's always hot in August. It's always dry in August. But right now, it's, it's you know, brutal is the term that people use with me a lot. And it's brutal yeah. heat. And when you have issues like that, there's going to be problems with uh, air conditioners or electricity and water lines. And those right. types of things come up. But like you said, everybody handled them well. I was uh, sharing with the school board. I think that the start of school year reminds me of us, you know, when we go and watch the cross country meets and mm-hmm. uh, regionals and, and everything, things like that, that everybody takes off sprinting, you right. know, for that first hundred yards or first quarter mile. And then they kind of settle into the race pace. And, right. and so leading up that, you know, last week or so has been like that first hundred or 200 yards, everybody's sprinting because they want to be in good position for a successful year. And, and that's how it's going. We're, we're excited. A lot of great things happening across the district. And really, it, it takes more than just the, the school personnel to make the first day happen. I noticed, the, especially the first day on Thursday morning, uh, there was a lot of the the Alvarado, the city of Alvarado police uh, out and about on, on Cummings and, and just making rounds, making sure everything was flowing okay. And so uh, that was good to see. Uh, parents got there, got there early. Uh, you know, I don't think it was too much past 8 that everybody was inside the buildings uh, you also had the the Raptor system where those who wanted to walk their child into the first day of school, they were able to sign up early, and uh, that ran smoothly on the first day of school. So uh, it was just so much more than just the school personnel, but the the parents made it an, an easy job for us. The the help from the city on the the police department, their, just their presence, right. you know, especially on Cummings in that morning, uh, made a world of difference. It really did, and. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because we talk about hashtag Alvarado Excellence is the, the whole community, and <clears throat> it really is. And and even more so, I really thought people were very patient and very kind. Yeah. And I even heard that this morning in the car lane at the intermediate school, that the parents understand that the start of the school year, there's a lot more people bringing their kids to school in yeah. cars than there will be throughout the rest of the year. And so they seem to be very patient and understanding with what's going on. And then part of that, start of school is the day before on Wednesday morning, we had our convocation. I uh, had a, a great speaker, coach Mulkey from uh, Baylor acrobatics and tumbling came and talked to us, but also heard from Mr. Head and his words are always so encouraging. And so uh, insightful. You can tell his passion for Alvarado 
and Alvarado ISD every time he talks. And uh, it was just a great morning. We had the, the core values, little band of educators that was playing uh, music while everybody was eating, and then he finished it with the band. Uh, it was just a great morning and uh, one last kickoff uh, before he started school Thursday. Yeah, and, you know, you did a fantastic job. I know you're not, you didn't bring this up just so that we could <laughs> brag on you, but I appreciate Mr. Brown's efforts in leading our convocation really from beginning to end, and not just him seeing it, but the planning that went into the convocation. We want it to be special for our educators and, and even the scholars that participate. I don't know that we could have picked a, a better lineup of people to speak and share with, with our educators. Uh, you had uh, you asked athletics to bring the inflatable run-through right. uh, over. I think everybody really enjoyed that. It's certainly a fantastic way to get the year started. From JROTC, like you said, the core values, the band, the color guard, the the spirit squad, cheerleaders, everybody. It was just it was just fantastic. All right. So as we're getting the year started, one of those things we're going to quickly turn our attention to, and really not just for the beginning of the school year, but the whole school year is our wildly important goal. And I can't remember how many years we've been doing this now. It's it has to be Probably. upwards of seven or eight. Yeah, I would I would think it's around seven or eight. That's what I. That's the first thing that popped. Seven was the number that popped into my head, but I'm not exactly sure. So we've been doing it for about seven years, and the first two or three years, maybe even four years, we kind of focused on literacy as our wild and wildly important goal. And now we're going, say we're going back to our roots, I guess. Right. Uh, bringing literacy back to the forefront. And this year our wildly important goal is each scholar and educator will read one million words by May of 2024. And you read that at first, and you're like – that's a lot of words. That's, that's a million words. That's a, that's a lot. A lot. And, uh, but really, I'm excited to see how this goes. This whole process, it was something uh, Miss Sosby brought to us uh, last year. Uh, her son went through a little online thing where uh, he was able to read a, a million words. And nothing, a million words is, is a million words, but it's not just as in the form of, you know, novels or anything. Anything you read counts. And sure. uh, it's going to be a, a great day when, we see the impact of what um, reading a million words in nine months does for a child. Yeah, we, we wouldn't expect our athletes to go play in competition without training, lifting weights or running, those types of things. And, and really reading is something that all of our scholars need in every one of their classes. It's not specific to the English language arts or reading uh, language. You know, it's, right. it's, it's all of them. And like you said before, when we did this, the community seemed to really get behind it and we keep talking about that partnership. We know it's critical that we're not just here as a school district trying to ensure the learning of the scholars and ensure the safety. It really takes our whole community to ensure learning and to ensure safety. And we need them partnering with us, you know, yeah. uh, parents encouraging their scholars to read or, or maybe finding materials uh, for their kids to read at home or maybe providing opportunities for the kids to read to them. And I know that sometimes that can be painful. You know, it's a... Uh, <laughs> You, you don't understand uh, maybe why uh, a scholar struggling with reading, but when you spend that time with them, uh, it's gonna, they're going to love it. They, they love hearing people, uh, or they love reading to people. And yeah. I, I've got scholars that are now in the high school or junior high that used to read to me when they were in the first grade. And every time I see them, they always make a point to say hi to me. And, and our only connection, really, other than them being a scholar in the school district, is the fact that they got to, they used to read to me and I, I love seeing them. I love seeing the progress they make, and I, I hope our community and our parents will really get behind this wildly important goal. You know, kind of going back to 
where you talked about how much the, the kids enjoy it. You know, last year, we re- well, a couple of years ago we started, but last year really uh, having the athletic teams and the high school organizations at the schools welcoming everybody in the morning. But if you talk to them, I think the thing they really enjoyed was not just saying, hey, welcome to school or anything, but when they got done there, they got to go into the classrooms at the elementary schools and, and read to the elementary scholars. And uh, I think I think if you talk to them, that was probably their the best, most most fun they had at those elementary campuses. I agree. And you got pictures up on, on the Flickr account right. that's uh, connected to our website. And you just look in there and, and both groups are smiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the scholar athletes that are reading or, or uh, members of our band would go and read also. Yep. And, and then also the scholars in the room, they're just eating it up. They love seeing those high school kids read to them. All right. So something else that we're excited about, you know, hashtag Alvarado Excellence. It's not happening for a while. We'll probably have to bring it up again after the new year. But in February, Texas Music Educators Association has their big conference, and our choir will be there performing. Uh, something Mr. Hans Grimm, who's our still our choir director, but also our new fine arts director, uh, made a connection with a writer, music writer, and talking back and forth, uh, our scholars performed their, his music, He's coming to lead a session at the conference and wanted Mr. Mr. Grimm and our choir to be down there as a, I don't know, what, what would be the appropriate word? What was the word? I'm, you threw it out a while back. I can't they remember said what it was. clinic choir. So uh, I, I guess, I don't know if that would be some type of showcase. and Yeah, some kind of a showcase choir during the session. During the they, session. You know, we, we did this and that, this and, and that with the choir, and this is what it's supposed to sound like. And what a what an honor for Mr. Graham and our choir program. Yeah, we talk about being the most sought after, and you said hashtag Alvarado Excellence. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty neat when you're being used to put on a clinic <laughs> right. at the state level for other music educators. And and if I remember correctly, whoever's putting on the conference, the one that's kind of coordinating everything, said, well, would it be possible to use somebody from the San, a choir from the San Antonio area because it's it's closer and everything, and the, the guy who's doing the session said, no, I, I want it to be the Alvarado High School Choir because they – I've worked with them, and, and they know the music, and they're going to perform it fantastic. And so, great to hear all that. How, yeah, how, how special is that? <laughs> Extremely. We've had a good start to the year athletically as well, not just in the classroom the last couple of days, but really since the start of August, we've been competing on the, the courts and across the fields. And uh, start with volleyball this weekend, finished second in the bronze bracket at the Glen Rose Tournament, had a rough day Friday. Uh Went 0 for 4 in their pool on Friday, but turned around and, and got a couple nice wins Saturday morning and then uh, lost in the championship game to a, a big school, Saginaw High School, right. a big 6A school. So a uh, fantastic job there. And the, the big thing I take from that is their volleyball, it's, it hasn't been all good since the start of the season. But to be able to rebound, because they had a tough loss last Tuesday and then some losses on on Friday, to rebound and – and win a couple games Saturday morning uh, says a lot about the mindset and where they are and where Coach Good has them right now. Yeah, we we know that every year, the start of the year, you're forming that team. In fact, right. Coach Mulkey from Baylor talked to us about that forming and mm-hmm. and and uh, storming and what was the next one? I guess it was norming and norming. And, and so we're probably in that phase right now, kind of norming and, and getting right. ready to to really perform when we get into district. All right, cross country, they've been going at it as well and. 
there is no inside for cross country. It's all outside running. Right. So they do it early in the morning. No different this last weekend as they were in Waxahachie competing. The boys finished 13th and uh, 13th out of 16 teams against a lot of, of big schools. But the thing I think Coach Bishop and now Coach Hanson, assistant Coach Hanson, uh, would look at is you want your kids in a group. And if you look at that, they were all six of them finished between 65 and 76. And if that didn't, if that's not a groove, that's the kind of packing. Yeah, I guess you could say that that leads to good things later in the season. And then the girls finished sixteenth. No seniors ran. Uh, they had five. They had two juniors, two sophomores, and a freshman. And I could be wrong, but just looking at the names, I, I think only two of them ran last year. I know Coach Bishop has a, a lot of work to do there on the girls' side, but good to see the the new faces on the cross country team and girls competing there. Uh, football. Had their last scrimmage of the season Thursday night uh, against Sunnyvale. Had a, a really good scrimmage, I thought. Uh, faced a little bit of adversity, which is good. You know, every coach wants to see a little bit of adversity early on just to see how uh, the team responds. And they, they did, and they responded. Had a, Sunnyvale scored a touchdown late in the, the live quarter and uh, marched right down the field and gave themselves an opportunity to, to score as well. And I think if it had been a real game and it's only the end of the first quarter, take a little bit more time and maybe even kick a field goal, but you get something out of it. Right. But uh, good to see that as well. And then tennis last week picked up their first win of the season. They were 0-3, uh, but uh, shut out Cedar Hill 10 to nothing. Uh, actually, that was two weeks ago. But the first uh, first match since we've last broadcast, since we've last podcasted. And so good to see tennis getting a big win over a big 6A school in Cedar Hill 10 to nothing. Exactly. All right, a busy week this week. <laughs> it, it is a very busy week. You know, you think school starting things will calm down. That's never the case. Is or it? or that you start slow and then build up. But, <laughs> right. but no, it's so we have a special called board meeting tonight to consider the budget and also consider the, the Hill College tax rate that uh, we have to approve. Then tomorrow night, tennis and volleyball both at home. Uh, so a great night to go out and support the Indians if you don't want to have to go too far. Uh, tennis starts at four o'clock against Sunnyvale. And volleyball is hosting Rao Vista with the freshman in JV starting at 4.30. Wednesday, August 23rd, meet the Indians night. That was supposed to have been tonight, but uh, due to some unforeseen circumstances, had to move that to Wednesday. Uh, but it will be at 7 p.m. Uh, Wednesday night for meet the Indians. Thursday, JV and freshman football uh, hosts Springtown starting at 5 p.m. It will be at 5, 6, and 7.30, I believe. Uh, Springtown has two freshman teams, and so we'll have two freshman teams as well. And then junior high volleyball gets underway this week. Uh, I think the girls found out which team they made today. <laughs> and then <laughs> Thursday they have their first game. They will be hosting Ferris uh, with the 7th uh, grade A and 8th grade B uh, starting at 5 p.m. And then 8th grade A and 7th grade B at 6 p.m. They're at Alvarado Junior High. Friday, August 25th, football at Springtown, 7 p.m., uh, getting their regular season started. Volleyball is at the Godly Tournament. They have games against Azel at 9.15, Mineral Wells at 10.30, and they finish off full play with Mansfield Timberview at 1.30 on Friday. And then moving right along to Saturday, cross country is running at South Lake Carroll at 7 a.m. Volleyball in the Godly Tournament, and that's all to be determined uh, those that bracket play on Saturday starts at 8 a.m., so it could be anywhere from from 8 to 10 a.m. that they're playing wow. their first game, and then junior high volleyball 
B teams. Uh, first game on Thursday, first tournament Saturday. So the B team, the junior high B team volleyball uh, girls will be at Dietrich Middle School in Midlothian. And I think that's it. That, that is a that is a crazy busy <laughs> first full week of school. Like you said, it, it is a full week. And it's always so <laughs> tough on the seventh grade and eighth right. grade teams because, I mean, the eighth graders have played a little bit, but still they haven't been together all summer. And right. so to turn around and have to play games in a tournament. But if you don't, you don't get enough games in before the end of the season, and then right. you got to turn right around and hit basketball so so quickly. So, like you said, they'll find out what team they're on, and then they got to go play. Right, and hopefully it doesn't uh, – hopefully as seventh graders, there's a little bit more volleyball knowledge or whatever because they, they that sixth grade athletics, that pre-athletics they had as sixth graders, be fun to see how – how that starts to correlate into seventh grade athletics and and even eighth grade from there, there's not as much of a as much of a learning curve going into start of seventh grade, maybe. Exactly. All right. Anything else you want to mention or, or talk about before we get going? Sure. I would. Uh, I was asked yesterday at church. You know, that's a great place a forum for mm-hmm. uh, school questions. And <laughs> right. I was asked about our buses and do they have air conditioners? And so that <laughs> that that our buses do have air conditioners. Yeah. In fact. It's not a requirement in the state of Texas, but we, we do have them, and we've had them for a long time. Uh, the extreme heat is pretty taxing on a bus, so you can understand there's not a ton of insulation on a bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so those things, those air conditioners can only do so much. They'll do the best best they can. And right. I was asked, well, why not just let them put the, the windows down? And the reason being is that we want to try to keep that, you know, the air conditioners working at – High, you know, the best of their capacity to keep it as cool in there. And, and they'll make adjustments as needed. Yeah. Uh, we did have a couple of air conditioners that the first day. They worked that morning, I believe, and then that afternoon when it was so hot that they did not work. And so, right. uh, obviously, our operations team is fantastic. Our transportation team does a, fan, a wonderful job, and they're addressing those issues. And, and so we shouldn't have the same problem, but it would sure help if the temperatures would dip below 100. Right. Yeah, it seems like you mentioned it earlier with the temperatures that, you know, we're used to August being hot and it'll be, you know, 100, 101 in the afternoons or anything, but we're not accustomed to the several straight days of 108, 110. Sure. And that's the, that seems to be the, the biggest difference. But yeah, we're doing everything in our power. I know Coach Stockton over there as the transportation director is doing everything in his power to make sure those, those scholars are as comfortable as possible uh, on their way home and, uh, you know, Hopefully, Mother Nature will give us a break here in a couple of weeks at some point in time. In a couple of weeks, it does not look promising over the next ten it, days. It that does I've not. Seen, but yeah, it does not. But uh, hopefully, hopefully those temperatures will come down at some point in time. Uh, I'm with you. Anything else? Is that good? That's that's it. All right. Well, very good. And until next time, hashtag Alfredo Excellence.